Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The movie is called Strange World. And yeah, I I didn't hear about it either. It's a Disney film. It's a Disney film that's going to lose $100 million in its theatrical run. Now, the key to this movie is that you didn't hear about it. But there are other things about this movie. One of the things is that it's, well, outrageously woke. Or is it? Is it outrageously woke when it's a movie that features a gay teen romance involving the main character? I don't I don't think so. But it also has an environmental message. All right. Well, then maybe it is. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Um, I will again uh, state for the record that I don't think America, in the main, I'm not saying in pockets, I'm not saying to some extent in the main, is bothered by a gay character, even in a Disney film. What doesn't add up is when they add characters specifically to show some diversity and it doesn't add anything to the actual show itself. When it doesn't add anything to the plot, what is it there for? What's it there for? And the only answer is it's there to uh, make everybody feel good. Well, not everybody, the people who made the film. You have a, uh, a producer there and a Disney executive producer, LaToya Ravenel who had stated on video that her team had implemented a, quote, not-at-all-secret-gay agenda, and they were regularly, quote-unquote, adding queerness. Well, that's great, but what about the actual movie? Is it any good? And in the case of this movie, Strange World, did it get any marketing? I was discussing this earlier today. I'm now seeing other people writing about this. Asking the question, you had a movie, a Disney animated film that you put out on a holiday weekend. You didn't, you didn't run any ads for it. Now I'm here to ask you, how many ads did you see for the movie Strange World? And the correct answer, by the way, is zero. You did not see any ads for Strange World. You didn't. You didn't see any ads for it at all. You didn't see them even begin to talk about it. You never heard about it anywhere. You didn't see it on Entertainment Tonight or or whatever it is that that, uh, Slater from Saved by the Bell does. Mario Lopez, he has really recreated a career. Very well done. Very well played. No one No one's talking about it. So does the wokeness conversation apply here? Well, it could have. 
if they had actually marketed the thing so people could have seen it or then said, oh, man, I don't want to be any part of this. Or as some people see it, was that part of the whole reason they didn't actually talk about it? Everybody's got some way of spinning this to make this about whatever it is they want to talk about. The people who are opposed to wokeness will say, you see, more proof that Disney films, nobody wants your woke stuff. So stop trying to ram it down people's throat. People who go the other way say, you see, they'll blame this on 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 wokeness and they'll they didn't put any marketing to to it see what their plan is is to never have a gay character in a disney film again and they'll use this as their excuse see it totally failed we lost a hundred million dollars we could never do this again and they won't have another gay character everybody's got a way to to move their story right to move uh, things as as they want i must say that I'm on the side of you didn't promote a film on a holiday weekend. What did you expect to happen? What, what, what possibly could have happened here other than exactly what happened here? You're competing against every bit of content under the sun. Disney is competing against me. They're competing against you. If you create content, they're competing against you. You might want to engage a little bit of marketing. And Disney has an advantage over both of us when it comes to marketing. They didn't do that. But I will tell you that they are not giving up the woke road. Not at all. Bob Iger is the new CEO, or the former CEO, now the current CEO of Disney. And when he came in and Bob Chapek was out, I was like, okay, going to be a change in the wokeness. Then he did this town hall. Here's a virtual question. Many cast members had wished that Disney stayed out of politics. Will Disney stay out of making political statements? You know, I think uh, there's a misperception here about what politics is. And I think that some of the subjects that have proven to be controversial as it relates to Disney have been branded political, and I don't necessarily believe they are. I don't think when you are telling stories and attempting to be a good citizen of the world that that's political, just not how I view it. Do I like the company being embroiled in controversy? Of course not. It can be distracting, and it can have a negative impact on the company. And to the extent that I can work to kind of quiet things down, I'm going to do that. But I think it's, it's important to put in perspective what some of these subjects are and not just simply brand them political. I'm not sure what it means, simply brand them political. But the whole idea of quiet things down, I thought that was an interesting language. And what it says to me is that there's no plan at Disney to not engage the uh, levels of inclusiveness, you can feel the air quotes just punching you in the face, uh, that their executive team and others in their executive world have. But maybe they won't do it so quickly. Maybe they won't do it with such force. Maybe what they'll do is they'll go slower. Maybe that's what they need to do. Maybe that's the plan. 
Maybe the plan is to regroup and say, you know what? Ran too fast. Ran too hot. Wings started to melt a little bit. They're wax, you know. And so we'll regroup and 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 uh, and, and we'll we'll do it a little bit at a time next time. That's what I argue is going to happen. That's where I think they're at. I think they're at the place of doing it a little slower, less in your face, less confrontational, under the radar. I have absolutely no doubt that the wokeness will continue because I don't believe they tanked this movie because it has a gay lead. As a matter of fact, if they did, I would think that's gross. That's an unbelievably ridiculous thing to do. But didn't they just tank Batgirl? Maybe in some of these stories, sexuality isn't the lead. Maybe it's not. I mean, they did, right? They did. It wasn't Disney, though, who put the kibosh on on Batgirl. Wasn't it Batgirl? That got that got shelved. I thought that was that was it. Yeah, the Batgirl movie. So that's Warner Brothers. No longer being released by Warner Brothers. So now you've got two of those films. Maybe people are onto something. Uh, I I just don't think that's the case. I think Disney will come back at this. Again and again and again and again, just in smaller ways and in different ways. Not caring about story, not caring about content, caring about uh, their their uh, important diversity drop-ins. Write good stories and people will watch the movies. That hasn't changed. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. No one's ever done as much as president as this administration period. Bragging Joe Biden. That's the kind of thing that if Donald Trump said it, people are going, oh my gosh, you believe this guy? No one's done as much as Joe Biden, if 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 you say so. If you say so. Then again, Joe Biden thought he was getting heckled and he wasn't. Respect for tribes as nations and treaties as law respect for beg your pardon i i, I thought i thought you said no uh, i was i was a little getting a little worried i, I thought you said, somebody said no joe's all joe's all over it tony katz Tony Katz, today the u.s has decided that because of climate change that Native American tribes are going to get an incredible amount of money. Um, sure. Okay. The Interior Department announced it would award $115 million to 11 tribes that have been severely impacted by climate-related environmental threats and $25 million each to two Alaska tribes and uh, I believe I'm pronouncing it right, the Quinault Nation in Washington State to help them execute their plans to relocate their villages to safer ground. If you say so. If you say so. 
Am I to believe this is anything other than a, a, a payoff? Because that's what it is. It is what it is. Uh, me, I, I personally believe in being supportive of of these tribes. But dear Lord, this is this is a payoff. While Biden's been president, you've got uh, the infrastructure legislation, right? The, 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 the what did they call that? Oh, there was the American Rescue Plan, right? That was the $1.9 trillion that absolutely forced us into this uh, re- recessionary, or I should say inflation hellscape. And then there was COVID-19 relief, where we just kept throwing money at, at, at things. And then, of course, Infrastructure Inflation Reduction Act, Lord only knows what else. It's put $46 billion in funding for tribal communities and Native American people. $46 billion is a lot of money. And then to say, well, they've been impacted by climate change. And so money solves the problem. That's always their answer. Money solves the problem, which is always why uh, there's a favor uh, of a, of a favoring of, of a tax increase. There's always a favoring of a tax increase because money seems to solve the problem when it comes to climate. Then you have John Kirby, who's a spokesperson uh, for, for the Biden team, showing up on Fox News Channel with one of the, um, well, more stunning statements that you've ever heard made. Let's talk about the Defense Department's annual report, because it is uh, saying that Biden's fumbled withdrawal from Afghanistan was a propaganda gift to China. Do you agree with that? No, I do not. Uh, And I don't know that uh, that's the Pentagon's assessment that it was a propaganda gift uh, to to China. If anything, uh, nations like China and Russia took a look at what we did in Afghanistan. And we've talked about this many, many times over the last year uh, and and had to marvel uh, at the speed, the efficiency and effectiveness uh, that a very small number, a very small number of troops. Brian, you listen to me now. Hear me out. A small number of troops were able to move that many Afghans safely out of that country. Uh, No other nation in the world can do that. Look, I'm willing to believe a lot of things. I'm willing to listen to a lot of things. Russia and China marveled at how we moved troops out. I was happy to hear uh, Brian Kilmeade say, oh, please. It's just a flat-out lie. It is an unbelievable lie, a continual lie that gets told that somehow these people are doing great. And why wouldn't they believe that it works? Why would they ever stop lying? After all, they kept the Senate. Republicans barely won the House. Progressives did very well in this election. Then again, so did conservatives in school board races and across places like New York. I mean, these these are the numbers. You know, when you take a look at results, they they tell a very fascinating story. And the fascinating story is that this administration is never going to change lying to us because they don't have to. This is not Bill Clinton during his term pivoting to become more of a centrist to work with the Republicans. Biden's not going to do it. He doesn't feel he has to. It's going to be more of this. And John Kirby on Fox News lying his you-know-what off.
That's really, that really is uh, quite remarkable. Although no one should be really uh, surprised by it. No one should be surprised by it at all. They really think they do a great job. I mean, you've got Democrats who are convinced that they're the ones who bring about a strong economy. This is Representative Katie Porter talking to Willie Geist over there at MSNBC. Congresswoman, thanks for being with us this morning. I want to ask you about your election, which was actually just called less than two weeks ago, uh, maybe tighter than you hoped it would be, tighter than you expected it to be, given uh, you're the incumbent, you outraised your Republican opponent by about 10 to 1. What did you learn from that race about what kind of issues are important to the people in your district, but also nationally? I absolutely knew it would be a tough race. I know Orange County, um, I had 70% new voters. And I think because of redistricting, and I think anytime you have new voters, you are more at risk of the general partisan wins, as opposed to when you're a traditional incumbent, people know who you are. They've seen you deliver on your promises. Um, We saw that here in the election results. The community I currently represent, Irvine, um, came through very strongly for me. But in those new communities, people were questioning, is she a Biden Democrat? What's she like? What's she going to do about this and that. They didn't know my track record, which is why it was a tough race. But look, I had been saying for a year plus, um, inflation is a real problem for families. It affects their everyday decisions they make in the grocery store, with their kids, um, with their planning. It's a real problem. Democrats have taken steps, and we need to continue to push forward on that. We are the party that delivers a strong and stable economy for the working people of America, and we need to make sure we do not lose that focus as we go into the next Congress. How are you that party? How? You're the party that exacerbated inflation with the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. How are you this party? You're spending $46 billion on Native American tribes, which you and I both know is a payoff conversation because it's about climate change. Come now, Representative. We see you. We we ain't impressed. Most importantly, we're pretty disappointed in Orange County. The protests continue in China, and the markets do react. That is all coming up. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz Today. So the House of Representatives has engaged the vote on the rail strike, as we were discussing earlier. And they have voted to avert the strike and to provide the sick days. Well, then, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. How are we doing? This is all about trying to avoid the rail strike on December 9th. The um, vast multiplicity of the, uh, you have a lot, I should say, you have a lot of unions, and they all didn't agree to a deal, so a strike was imminent. So President Biden went to Congress and said, we need legislation to force this deal uh, in into place. Biden saying, let me be clear, rail shutdown would devastate our economy. Without freight rail, many U.S. industries would shut down. My economic advisors report that as many as 765,000 Americans, many union workers themselves, could be put out of work in the first two weeks alone. 
Communities could lose access to chemicals necessary to ensure clean drinking water. Farms and ranches across the country could be unable uh, to uh, feed their livestock. By the way, if Trump had did this, they would be calling him an authoritarian. This is disgusting. How dare he? There was a deal that was brokered before the midterm, clearly to get us past the midterm, and then all of a sudden it wasn't good enough for, for some of the unions. They were walking away from it. The sick day conversation is 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 a part of it. It passed the House 290 to 137. But when it came to the, the provision for the sick days, three Republicans voted for it. It passed 221 to 207. I have no idea if that gets through the Senate. I am absolutely amazed it got through the House. Because the the story here, as we were discussing, is this wasn't part of the deal, the tentative deal that got put together back in September. It's not part of that deal. So this is an add-on. And I don't know where Congress gets the authority to do this add-on. But it probably won't go forward in the Senate. It'll get passed in the, the Senate uh, in terms of the regular deal. President Biden will sign it, and that will put an end to the strike. And the progressive caucus will say, well, we tried, but those dang Republicans. Why seven days? Why not give them 42 sick days? I mean, if you're just, just going to throw crap against the wall, you might as well throw it all against the wall. Meanwhile, the markets haven't been engaged in much reaction. The Dow is down just a tick. It's down eight. The NASDAQ is up 105. But I've got like a series of maddening stories, starting with uh, the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, saying that smaller interest rate hikes could start in December. They've been doing this three quarters of a point. They are seeing a target of 4.6 to 4.8 on that federal funds uh, rate. You might see that creep into the five, five and a quarter uh, percent to try and further stop the inflation. He has said, he said it once again, we will stay the course until the job is done. Which means the interest rates will go up and the beatings will continue until morale improves. That's what's going to happen. But yet while he's saying this, mortgage rates fall for the third straight week. But the demand has dropped even further. So a mortgage rate is now 6.49% instead of it was over 7%. But there's the demand isn't there. Applications gained 4% from the previous week, but it's 41% lower than the same week a year ago. Yeah, everyone's buckled down. No faith. No faith in the system. None. The, the, they, they've all figured it in. We're staying in this house. We're not doing anything. We're conserving all our cash. Things are going to get bumpy. We don't know how things are going to go at work. There might be layoffs any day now. Oh, speaking of layoffs, here's the crypto exchange Kraken laying off 1,100 employees. Well, Tony, that's just a, that, that's crypto. Eh? With, with Sam Bankman Freed and everything that happened with FTX, it's crypto. It's all just gambling. And uh, no one is surprised that they just uh, gave up a third of their employees. DoorDash is laying off 1,250 employees. Oh, okay. 1,250 employee and you you know cnn has already announced their layoffs and you know amazon and you know walmart i'm just saying 
that the market might respond to Jerome Powell saying that smaller rate hikes are going to happen in the future. I won't be surprised if they do respond to that. But there's real world reality hitting people in the face. Things are not good. People don't have faith in the future and they are hunkering down. And that's what the fall in mortgage applications tells you. As they see these layoffs, they're trying to hold on to their job and trying to hold on to their cash. I know, a Cyber Monday, $11 billion, so huge. I want to see how the whole season goes. So Actually, that was a higher Cyber Monday than I thought it would be. I want to see how the season goes. Because it seems to me people are just holding on and keeping their powder dry. I've got a lot more to get to. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. Like the way you work, kid. No diggity. I thought to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work. Maybe I totally no underestimated diggity. where people are regarding Will Smith. And I, I know what you're saying. Tony, who in the world is talking about Will Smith? I haven't been. But he went on, he's got a new movie out, and he went on with Trevor Noah and and uh, he's, he's crying a, a, a bit, and I don't know if he thinks people are supposed to feel sorry for him, but then I caught this, this piece from Megyn Kelly on this Australian show, and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know this was such a subject. Like, I thought it was something to dismiss, and I wasn't going to bring it up at all to you. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. When I tell you I wasn't going to bring it up, I didn't think it was newsworthy enough because I don't think Will Smith is newsworthy and I don't think uh, that, that anything having to do with Trevor Noah is newsworthy. Trevor Noah was never good at his job. Ever, 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 ever was never good at his job. And so I don't know if they're going to have somebody take over for him or they're going to put in a, a couple of people to be hosts. Maybe they're going to end the whole Daily Show experiment. It's, it's kind of hard to replace Jon Stewart. I'm not going to say no, but they've done a, an, an absolutely miserable job of it with Trevor Noah. He never brought anything to the table. Not a single ounce of value of anything interesting. They tried, they tried to promote him. They tried to push it, but, uh, but in the end, no, in the end, no, they couldn't do it. So I, I, I've, I have no intention of paying attention to him. He's leaving. I'll move on with my day. That's it. And then I caught this from Megan Kelly talking about Will Smith and go and, and what happened to the Oscars and going on Trevor Noah. And well, listen, why am I supposed to celebrate you like you're the second coming because you can do that? Well, I don't. And most people don't. So he gets up there, behaves outrageously at the most lavish, exciting in the Hollywood industry event of the year. And now his apology tour, there's how it should go, Paul. I did something really stupid and cruel, and I'm deeply apologetic for it. I'm sorry. That's all I can tell you. I hope I, I earn your forgiveness, period. You know what he's doing? Poor me. He literally went on Trevor Noah, the, this failing late night comedian show, and said, hurt people hurt people. Oh, my God. Well, no. 
Stop oh, it. No. Why don't you explain to us about his childhood trauma? We don't care. <laughs> Tell it to Oprah. Shut up. <laughs> I I don't know what it is about that segment right there that I just shared with you that makes me go, that's like, how is this a subject for TV? Now, I will tell you, I've been in those moments before. I've been in moments on, on cable news where I'm like, why is this what we're talking about? Why? Producers said, hey, would you come on and talk about this? Okay. I, and and I have, and I've been doing this more often. Like, yeah, I don't, there's nothing to, there's no nothing here. Like, hey, what, what do you think of this subject? I don't think there's anything there. I don't think there's anything interesting to that subject. Because there's not. There's not anything interesting to it. You gonna mock Will Smith for crying? Okay. I get it. a lot of people are gonna mock Will Smith for crying. I just think that it's I don't know what it is. Like there's there was this part of me that's like, this is so freaking this interview is so freaking lowbrow. It really is. And and I I like cultural commentary. And if, if I was going to engage what Will Smith did on on Trevor Noah's show on the Daily Show, uh culturally I my question would be who are the tears for? Who is that supposed to connect to? Because there could be a series of constituencies that he is trying to reach. So if you're going on with Trevor Noah, you've got a politically left audience. But it's Trevor Noah, so are you trying to reach a black audience? Can thinking that somehow Trevor Noah may get more black viewers than someone like Jimmy Kimmel, which I would have no data of that, so I guess I would go back to Liberal viewers, now you're crying. Oh, look, he's so remorseful. Who does that connect with? Because one would wonder if it connects with a black viewer versus a white viewer. Who's he trying to get to come to his movies with this? And remember, that he made a movie, someone could be like, who the hell made a movie with Will Smith? That's like the first thing. Like, Wait a second. You could slap Chris Rock and somebody will give you a movie? Where's Chris Rock? Where's Chris Rock? I got two hands. I'm going to make myself a sequel. It's not how it works. These movies are in production long, long before. Long before the movies come out. So somebody was happy to have Will Smith. Oh, man, Will Smith's going to star in my movie. My movie's going to go great. And then you watch the Oscars, and you realize you're only halfway through principal photography, and you go, oh, F me. You're, you're like, you, you go from, from, oh my gosh, everything's absolutely perfect to. But his whole place sucks. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, Caddyshack. Cad, there should, we should do nothing but replay Caddyshack in every theater across the country. So that's how long probably, you know, he's been working on whatever the, these projects are. But it, it, I, I didn't know who they were for, because certainly it isn't. It, he isn't trying to reach men. You slapped a guy for for making fun of your wife, and you only did it after you saw your wife get angry about it, and you slapped him. You didn't punch him in the face four times, and then try and curb stomp him, force people like Bradley Cooper to run on stage to pull you off of him. You slapped him. In the most, I mean, I, if you ask Chris Rock, it probably hurt. But but you didn't you didn't you didn't bring the fist and and and, and try and crack a jaw. 
And then you sat back in your seat and were cursing up a storm. So the tears aren't for men. It's for women to get them to, uh, to, to accept your apology. Now, I know I went a little stereotypical there, but I'm trying to figure out the group. Who gets moved by this? If I were him, I wouldn't have cried. I do think that the response is, yeah, I did this thing. I, I don't understand the tears in the slightest. But again, I wasn't going to bring any of it up because I don't care about Will Smith's career. I don't care if Will Smith does movies or doesn't do movies. If I'm sitting at the, I think I may have said this before. If I'm sitting at the Oscars and my wife is sitting next to me and for whatever reason, my, my wife has lost all her hair, my wife is bald and Chris Rock says, uh, uh, Mrs. Katz, uh, uh, look, you look great. Can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane 2. You know what I say? Are you producing? Because if you're Jada Pinkett Smith, you should, man, that was a moment. You would, you should have done G.I. Jane too. People would go see it after the joke. You're Will Smith and you're Jada Pinkett Smith. You make three phone calls. Hey, 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 that Chris Rock joke. Let's go make uh, G.I. Jane 2. Let's go make G.I. Jane 2. Who's got $52 million. Jada gets a guaranteed to, uh, 15. Yeah, no, no, we'll, 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 it'll be all right. She gets $15 million and 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 we'll, and we'll make the movie. You give it a lot of production. A lot, you're going to get Chris Rock on the poster. Holy cow, she is G.I. Jane. That's that. How do you not do that? Instead, you do this. And remember, if you go back through that video, he laughed at what Chris Rock said. And then he saw his wife upset and he didn't know how to react because he truthfully, it seems for as an outsider looking in, that's an odd little relationship he has there with his wife. But I thought it was odd that Megyn Kelly is talking about it. I don't know what, maybe I'm wrong because look how long I've been talking about it. But I wasn't going to talk about it until I saw that. And I'm like, that's just so, that's just so weird to me. I don't know. You, you tell me what you think. Meanwhile, CNN, as we've been discussing, the layoffs are happening at CNN. Today, we will notify a limited number of individuals, largely some of our paid contributors, as part of a recalibrated reporting strategy. Tomorrow, we will notify impacted employees, and tomorrow afternoon, I will follow up with more details of these changes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. There are going to be many, many, many changes at CNN. And those changes, I just want to put down my marker right now. Those changes involve the morning show. I do not believe that Don Lemon or Caitlin Collins survives on the morning show. Now, I believe Caitlin Collins remains with CNN. I don't think that someone they're going to get rid of as a reporter. She just can't do the hosting. Don Lemon is out of a job. He's out of a job. And he went on with, with Colbert, and he's like, I don't think CNN's liberal. Uh, he, he did not save himself. I cannot imagine, unless they put him in some weekend position or maybe some breaking news anchor kind of, kind of gig, I don't, I don't see where the future is for Don Lemon. But I can't wait to see what the changes are. 
can't wait to see it. I have yet to be able to get in touch with Chris Lick to say, hey, I'm, I'm right here. How are you? <laughs> what? You wouldn't take CNN's money? I'll take... I, yes, yes, I would. I would just demand to do the show from Indianapolis. That's it. I want... Uh, and, and the show I want, uh, bourbon and cigars. I, I, I want eat, drink, smoke. Uh, that uh, Just five nights a week. That's That's the show. Oh, that's the show. That's the talk show I want to do. Just change the whole dynamic. Oh, I know I'm not going to get it. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I know that my future is not with CNN. But if they offered, they're... Yeah, of course. Of course. Can't wait to see what they do. And we'll learn soon enough who got let go. Find everything at TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz Today.